Welcome to the Marriage on Fire podcast, the show for couples that shares research-based relationship insights, advice, and strategies for creating and sustaining a happy and fulfilling marriage, where we look at the stuff that truly makes the relationship and how to live a good life. And here's your host, husband and dad and relationship coach, Gideon Hanacom, creator of the popular New Zealand-based blog, TheRelationshipGuy.com. What's up, everybody? This is Gideon, and welcome back to episode number five here on Marriage on Fire. Today, we're going to talk about an interesting topic, namely how to add more romance to a busy marriage. Now, obviously, right out of the gate, we have a bit of a challenge on our hands because essentially what we're going to try and do here today is to meet the realities of a very busy life, you know, modern day life that's very distracting sometimes, pulling us in opposite directions. We're going to try and reconcile the realities of that world with the principles that make up for lasting marital happiness, meaning the things that we need to do, the things that we need to build into our lives, into our relationships to at least stand a chance of creating a happy marriage. We're going to try and reconcile those two worlds or two realities, you know, the one of a busy life in a modern day world and also the principles that have not really changed when it comes to creating a happy marriage. Now, that in itself is a challenge, but we're going to try and do it. And I'm going to share with you a couple of practical things that you can start doing straight away as a couple, even, you know, after listening to this. But before we're going to get into the practical stuff, the sort of tactical strategies for how to add more romance to your marriage, I also want to sort of address the way that we tend to think about romance. I want to give you some food for thought to perhaps consider and reflect on how it is that you're thinking about romance. How, In fact, how it is that you're thinking about your marriage in general. Because I think sometimes the way that we think about things keep everything else in place. But when that changes, we become more open for making some habitual, some behavioral uh, changes, which ultimately obviously end up giving us different results and outcomes within our situation. So the first principle I kind of want to leave with you, the first thing to think about, and this might you know, I'm sharing this with you simply for you to get to, you know, come to grips with it because I think it's important to understand this and accept this if you are to change anything after this or on top of this. And that is that we cannot change reality. The world we live in is the world we live in. No amount of bemoaning it is going to change it. We can only choose how we're going to respond within it. So even though you might want more romance in your life, the reality is that the world you live in today is probably going to make it very, very difficult because we, like I said, there's so many distractions. We're being pulled in all sorts of directions. We're always connected via the internet. There's just so many ways to not be present within our relationships and not pay attention to our partners because of everything that's available to us. But the reality and the necessity to reconnect with our partners on a consistent basis and actually deepen that connection over time and also to introduce and keep alive romance within our marriages, the need for that hasn't changed. It's always been there and it's always going to be there. The world that we live in has changed and the playing field that you know that we're trying to do it within, yes, perhaps that's that's changed, but everything else has stayed the same. So the real challenge on our hands is, you know, how can we actually add more romance to our marriages? How can we change our thinking around it, even though the playing field uh, has changed? The first sort of thing that I want you to to consider is this quote, and, and I think is a, is a very cool quote that I read quite some time ago. And it's always stayed with me when I read it, because when I start talking with couples about making some changes, the first thing that 
I often hear from people as well, we're too busy or, you know, we don't have babysitters or we don't have family here or we're alone or whatever the case is. But I know that time always becomes a bit of an issue. It's always in there somewhere that the reason why they're struggling, they're not paying attention to each other. They're not giving to each other what they need. They're not making their, their marriage a priority. They're not doing the things that they know they need to do or even the things they used to do at the start of the relationship is because of time, either the lack of time or just other things taking up their time. I want to give you a quote that will address this straight on or head on, you know, as the saying goes. And the quote, like I said before, is one that I've read years ago, but it's always stayed with me. It goes like this, for every result you want in life, somebody far busier than you has already achieved it. I think that it's important for us not to become selective with the facts just to suit our beliefs, because here is the reality. And I can, if you were to ask for it, I could give you some examples, you know, just to prove that it's true and that it's real. But here is here is the reality. There are right now couples who are far busier than many of us who have a lot of romance and a lot of intimacy in their marriages. There are also couples right now who are faced with more challenges than many of us would ever face or have ever faced, yet they have more romance and more intimacy in their marriages. There are also couples right now who are going through some really tough things, some really difficult things, probably more difficult than many of us have ever faced or will ever face, but they still have more romance and intimacy than many of us. So the question, because that is true and that is real and not just a belief, the question now really becomes a question of, well, what is the difference that makes the difference? It's not so much because, you know, somebody else has it easier than us that they can, you know, get the benefits or have the benefits of more having more romance in their relationships. It's more the reality that some other people are doing things differently or responding to their environment, their context differently than many of us are, that they're getting different results. So the question is really a question of what is the difference that makes the difference now when you start asking that question well now you have an interesting conversation on your hands now you have a very empowering question that you can use to actually look at changes that you can start making in order to create better results within your context because again it is not as easy to use time or use busyness as an easy cop-out to say well we're busy they're not and therefore it's much easier for them to have romance compared to us, because that is not always the case. There are many people who are going through things far more difficult than you and me, yet they still have romance, they still have intimacy within their relationships, sometimes even more so. So the question is, what is the difference that makes the difference? Why is it that they have that versus us not having it? That is the real question. Now, I've learned after having worked with so many couples, you know, in the past, but also having looked at my own marriage over the last 13 plus years, is that when it comes to the topic uh, or the you know the topic of the lack of romance whenever intimacy is lacking it's here is here's the real issue it's it's not so much because of time uh, or you know other things taking up our attention and so on here's here's the real issue when it comes to a lack of intimacy and this is the one we're going to have to address head on straight on right out of the gate if we are to turn things around in your marriage. The real issue when it comes to a lack of romance is that most couples don't, it's not that most couples don't have don't have time for, for romance. It is rather that they don't prioritize romance. Romance simply isn't a priority. It simply isn't important. 
And the other issue is, of course, is that some couples have had romance, but then their situation changed, but they, as a couple, they didn't adjust. They didn't ad- adapt to the changing environment or the changing situation, asking themselves, how do, you know, how do we need to adjust or, or change how we interact so that romance could still, in a sense, you know, keep its place uh, within that relationship. Many couples have uh, sort of neglected to do that and they've just gone through some changes and uh, everything else kind of changed except for how they interacted and so romance just fell by the wayside. So what I've come to learn is, is that it's really, the reason why couples struggle with a lack of romance is because they simply don't make it a priority. It is not important. Everything else is important um, and sometimes, in a sense, we could even say justifiably so. You know, the kids are important, and business is important, and paying the bills is important, all these things. But the unfortunate reality for us, if or for you, if you want to use that argument, is that, well, if you want to have a happy, healthy, and intimate relationship marriage that actually lasts, the principles for creating that don't change just because your environment demands more of you or demands something else. The, the game hasn't changed. Your environment might have changed. The playing field might have changed or is more demanding than someone else's. But the reality is, is that the game hasn't changed. And so the real question we've got to then ask ourselves is, well, how can we add more romance while trying to balance everything around us? That That's the real question. That's a better question to ask. Rather than sort of, you know, hide behind the fact that your situation is different and, and, and demanding and stuff and, and that's perhaps why you're you don't have romance and you'll just wait till everything gets optimized and changed and there's a more ideal time. Rather than just, you know, going down that track and kind of, you know, persisting with that type of argument, a better question to ask is, well, how can we actually add add more romance? Our situation is what it is, and unless we change our situation, it's not gonna change. We're not gonna change the world, but we can choose how we respond to the world. So how can we actually add more romance given our situation well i think it's important to understand that it's normal for any relationship to evolve over time especially when life changes that is completely normal we do get busier that's a fact you know we have kids life gets busy instantly when you you know even when you just have one kid life changes Obviously, our chores increase. As our family expands, our chores kind of get more. You know, our lives sometimes do get more complicated and so on. You know, that, that's just part of life. So relationships evolve naturally as life uh, changes and life evolves. But the thing that we might want to think about is, well, what if we, what, what can we change? What can we sort of, you know, think about differently or how can we think about things differently if we don't want to leave or lose the, you know, the priority that of romance, you know, the, the importance of romance within our relationship? What can we do differently? Well, I think the first and most sort of easiest thing that you can do is, is to actually just start thinking differently about romance. Maybe, maybe you need to change what you can change and maybe the only thing you can change right now is how you think about romance. Maybe your reality is that you can't just hop in the car right now with a tent on the back or a tent in the boot to go away for a romantic night, you know, at the beach like in the old days when it was just you and your wife, you and your partner. Maybe now you've got kids. Maybe you've got a small baby at home. Maybe that's not your reality. Maybe that's not what you can do right now, but your expectation is still that you're supposed to be able to do that. Well, maybe the first thing you need to change to start reintroducing romance is to change your expectation. Start by changing how you think about romance within your current situation. 
yes, maybe the time will come again where you could do that. But if it's not now, there's no point hanging on to it. Maybe you need to change your expectations for now and find a way that is actually, you know, more applicable for your situation. Maybe you can just start by prioritizing and committing to a weekly date night alone, just, you know, getting a babysitter and just you and your wife, you and your husband going going out for a couple of hours. Maybe that's all you can afford right now. Maybe that's all your context actually allows right now. But if that's where you've got to start, that's where you've got to start. Again, you can't change the world. You can't change what your situation is necessarily unless you actually change it. But sometimes it's just not realistic. It's just not possible. You know, it's not like you can wish your kids away when you have them, you've got them, you know, so now you've got to make the best of that situation. The first thing you need to do is to let go of old expectations, you know, there is no point beating yourself or your partner up about the fact that your life has changed. It's changed. It is what it is. So adjust by changing your expectations and what you do within your context, how you respond to it. Maybe a different question, you know, that we've got to ask as well. What about all the romantic gestures that we used to do? You know, that's something we might want to do again. But, you know, what about those things? Our life has sort of become really busy, uh, but we still, you know, want to do those things. So what about those things? Well, again, the simple answer here is, is if that's important to you as a couple, if that's what you want to do, then as as a couple, just make it a priority again. What I've learned, however, is that as, a, as couples, the longer we're together, the more comfortable we get with each other. And we, after a while, it seems that we start to forget that the small romantic gestures actually stay important. So we stop doing them like we did at the start. We stop doing them, but we forget that they actually stay important. Just because you've stopped doing them doesn't you know, change the fact that they're important. But again, on this point, I would say rather than waiting for romance to show up or for your partner to start being more romantic or, you know, instead of waiting for life to change before the romantic or romance bug sort of bites you again, rather than doing that, why don't you just take the lead? Why don't you just take the initiative? Show your partner that you care. And they will most likely reciprocate when you start doing it. And again, you don't have to go start with big stuff. You don't have to go all out. You can just start with whatever is applicable, whatever is appropriate, whatever is possible and doable within your situation. The reality is if you want to avoid getting stuck in a rut, you have to actively combat it by interrupting your own limiting patterns and habits. The, the problem, however, guys, is that the longer we are together, the more we get stuck in a rut and habits start to kind of just take over. And before we know it, 10 years have gone by and we're still doing the same stuff and we're stuck in a rut. We're unhappy, but we're also not doing anything to change it. You've got to start by interrupting your own limiting patterns and habits that are actively contributing to the result that you're getting right now. If you have a lack of romance in your relationship right now, you have to accept and understand that you're doing something or you're neglecting to do something that is actively contributing to the lack of rom romance within your marriage. You've got to start with that. Face the truth, you know, and the truth shall set you free, as the old saying goes. So again, start by adding small romantic gestures and then stay consistent with it. You know, if, if you want that to become part or of your of your marriage again and to be a priority and important, just take the lead. Start doing something. Don't wait for your partner to do it. You start doing it and hopefully they'll reciprocate. But maybe right now some of you might be asking, what but how do we 
how do we find time to do this? You know, we, we were really overwhelmed with work and chores at home and little kids or teenagers and other obligations and friends and business and whatever the case is. How do we find time for this? Well, again, I'm going to answer this very simply and you might, you're probably not going to like this answer, but you have to make your relationship, your marriage a priority and think from it. You know, think uh, about it from that perspective. You've got to make it a priority. I have learned in my life that whatever we deem to be truly important, we make time with, you know, or, or we make time for. That's just how it is. You can take anybody, right, and you can put them in any situation. If something is important to them, they will find a way to go and, you know, meet that need. They will find a way to pay attention or spend time with that thing that's important to them. It's just how it is. So again, you've got to understand that if romance is something that you want to be, you know, part of your life and, and being a sort of an important aspect of your marriage, you have to prioritize it. Nobody's going to come knock on your door to give you permission to it. Nobody's going to tell you one day, okay, you've got to now start being romantic again. You're going to have to make it a priority, make it something that's important and actually just start by doing something that will start pushing your marriage in that direction where romance becomes part of it again. So start with romantic outings and gestures and understand that, you know, any romantic outings or gestures are not the same as your other obligations and chores. Some of us might be thinking about it like that. Oh, you know, we've got to do a date night again. It's like this, it's just hassle, you know, it's just this chore that we've got to do. But you've got to start thinking about these romantic outings and datings uh, or outings and gestures differently in the dates you have for your partner. It's not a chore like other things. It is a way where you can connect, reconnect with your partner and actually escape from daily life. You know, it's actually something different and you've got to understand that you know you've got to reconnect again with this idea that it's us against the world you've got to regain that in some you know in some way or another I've had this conversation with so many clients in the past you know is that where where couples want to feel sexy they want to feel intimacy they want to feel romance but they want to do it as mum and dad or they want to do it you know while the kids are with them you know there is a time for family I get that I, I'm all for it I've got to just emphasize that I'm all for family time but you've got to understand that there's also an important part and an important place for time between mum and dad. You have to, as a couple, you need to understand that you're also lovers. You're also friends. There's got to be a time where it's just you and your spouse, where you feel sexy again, where you where you can dress up, where you can just be playful, adventurous, do stuff without having to worry about the kids. You've got to build that into your relationship and make it a priority to build it into your relationship consistently if you want to add more romance to, to your marriage. It is simply not good enough to say, I'm too busy for this. Because if that's the case, chances are you're going to wake up one day, you're going to look over to your spouse and not recognize the person you're married to anymore. You're going to wonder what happened to all these years, what happened to all this time that's gone by, we've drifted apart, we're essentially just flatmates, but there's nothing more to this. If you want more romance, you have to make it a priority and you've got to start doing it consistently, but that means that you have to ultimately prioritize it. Now, that might mean that you have to adjust your fam family schedule. It might also mean that your kids don't need to do or don't have to do every sport or every after-school activity, and there's simply no need for them to do all of that. You might, It might mean that, that they probably you know, might have to choose what it is that they do. I've, I've, met, I've run into so many parents when I did some coaching uh, before in various sports. I've met so many parents who literally just run after their kids, and I'm always, always wondering to myself, you know, when, when does 
when does when does the the spouse actually get their time? Where, you know, when is it actually time for the you know the mum or the or the dad themselves? You know, when does that happen? Because the kids pretty much just dominate the whole schedule. Now I know this might not sound very popular, but the point is somewhere something's got to give. If you want to make more time for your spouse, then obviously that's going to mean that your kids will have to you know take less time for, you know of you. Now again, I'm not saying that don't introduce your kids to all sorts of things, don't expose them to all sorts of activities and opportunities and stuff. But there's got to be a balance because if you prioritize one thing only, somewhere else something is going to give and something else is going to pay the price. And what I've seen so many times is it's usually the marriage, it's usually the relationship between you and your spouse. So it might mean that you're going to have to have this conversation as a family as to who gets to do what and when so that you can actually create some time for you and your spouse. It might also mean that there might be a, a financial aspect you know, or cost to this. Maybe you're going to have to get some babysitters involved. Maybe you're going to have to have a chat with your sort of extended family and, and start getting them involved if that's an option for you but that is just part of actually you know making romance a priority in your relationship it might also mean that you have to sort of invest in cleaners you know to coming in once a month just to free you up from from having to spend all your time doing chores on weekends you have to get creative with this I don't really care what you do but you've got to understand unless you prioritize it you're not going to make it you know it's not going to it's not just going to show up as as an important thing for you now Right, you know, sort of on the back of this, some of you might be listening and going, well, but what if the kids have issues with us wanting to spend time uh, alone by ourselves? And again, the simple answer here, and this is just my opinion, is that parents need to set the boundaries for our kids. That's what we as parents need to do. You know, so they shouldn't and they need to learn that they can't control and run our entire lives. You know, obviously, like I said before, there is a time, there is a need, you know, to spend time as a family, of course. But your kids, our kids, need to understand that we as parents, as mom and dad, also need our time alone. And um, and ultimately, we just, you know, you just need to avoid giving in to their whining, and it shouldn't stop you from actually going out on your date night, and it shouldn't make you change your plans. We need to help teach, you know, we need to help our kids understand, uh, and we need to help them learn that their parents, us, we need our time alone, because this will be a very, very valuable lesson, not just for them now, but also, you know, for their marriage, their relationships one day, because in a sense, kids tend to model what they, you know, grew up with, what they've seen when they they were growing up. So too many parents, unfortunately, base everything around their kids and their marriages suffer for it. I don't want you to kind of be, you know, one of those. So you need to understand that the main relationship you need to take care of as a couple is your own, you know, that 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 is the priority. That is the first thing. Everything else, in a sense, comes secondary. And everything else, by the way, will, will be so much better for it when you take care of your marriage, when you take care of the core relationship, which is between you and your spouse. Because everything else flows from that healthy, happy, and intimate relationship between two partners, you know, between a mum and a dad, uh, or a mum and a mum, or a dad and a dad. That core relationship's got to be taken care of. So my challenge to you is you've got to find the balance Balance between date night and family nights, but never trade in one for the other. It'll be a mistake. Now, again, some of you might be asking right now, well, you know, what are, are there some practical things we can do? You know, we we really are busy and we do have kids and there's so many things that are distracting, so many things that that's asking our attention. What are some practical suggestions, practical stuff that we, we can do to start adding more romance to our marriage? I'm going to give you a couple and again, you can just apply it to your own situation any way you want. 
And if you've got more questions on these, I'm happy to answer them. So just send it to me personally or at therelationshipguy.com and uh, I'd be happy to answer you know it further. But I want to give you a couple of practical things for to think about you know to make a good start. Here's the first one. I would encourage you to start going to bed together. The, I know that sounds very, very odd and perhaps even weird, but you know how many couples don't go to bed together? Now, what we know is that some studies have shown us that, you know, showed that, you know, a few minutes of cuddling each night just before you go to bed, you know, before you fall asleep, that cuddling, physical contact cuddling and just, you know, mucking around and just, you know, touching and, and, and talking and stuff, that connection actually creates or increases the connection and the bond between us as couples. So it's not a good idea to stay up late and watching, you know, to watch a late night show while your partner is already in bed because over time that can have negative consequences. I would encourage you to start getting into the habit of going to bed together. That might mean that you have to settle on a time that works for you both. It might also mean that your partner might want to, you know, read a little bit before you fall asleep. So just set up the lighting and everything in your room accordingly. But the principle is start going to bed together. It's a very important habit that will really reap, you know, the rewards and give you a lot of uh, good benefits if you start making that as as part of your, you know, just your dynamics. And again, you know, many things can flow from going to bed together. Uh, I'm sure you can use your imagination. But the point is, is that that is something that's cheap. It is something that's free. It is something that you can just do. And all you need to do is just change your habits. That That's the only price of admission, so to speak. Very easy to go to, start going to bed together. The second one is start having a weekly date night. Now, immediately, some people will also say to me, well, Gideon, we don't have babysitters, and I feel you. We live in New Zealand. We don't have family here except for my brother who lives about, you know, two and a half hours away. So we don't have immediate family where we are, but, you know, you you always find ways around it. If you can't go out for a weekly date night, then go out for a weekly date lunch if that is doable, if that's something you can do. If that's not a possibility, well, try and go out for breakfast right after the kids have gone to school, you know, start work a little bit later or whatever. Just find a way to connect with your sp- you know spouse, with your partner once a week where it's sort of in a dating environment where you don't talk about the kids you get you know get a chance to dress up you get a chance to just walk around and just be like a, a dating couple again you have to build it into your relationship and the more you do it the more benefits it'll it'll give you so start uh, prioritizing a weekly date night weekly date lunch whatever the case is whatever works for you the third suggestion i would make is to start complimenting your partner at least once each day Again, you know, when a couple starts dating, it's interesting how, you know, we tend to keep our negative opinions about, you know, about this other person. In fact, we don't even see uh, anything wrong with this person when we're dating and we let the compliments flow. You know, we just keep complimenting them and praising them. We want to hear everything they have to say. Their morning breath smells nice. Everything is just great. But over time, that ratio tends to swing in the opposite direction. I want to challenge you to, especially if you've been together for a long time, start making it a priority again to compliment your partner at least each day. You know, find something that you love about your partner, that you truly admire, that you truly appreciate, and start praising them, start complimenting them genuinely and sincerely each day. Just by doing that, what you'll do is you'll just, again, in a natural way, start introducing romance again into your relationship. Again, it's free. All it needs is for you to open your mouth and just speak the compliment. 
especially when it's sincere and it's genuine, again, it, it'll definitely reap its rewards. You know, it will give you a lot of rewards. The fourth one I, I would encourage you to do, and this is uh, one I love quite a bit, is to take a shower together. You know, not only will you conserve water, but you'll actually spend some fun quality time together. In fact, if you have a bath that's big enough and you have the time and you're willing to spend a little bit more money on the water, then take a bath instead. Now, this will obviously not apply to, you know, my South African audience where everyone's showering for a little while, but then shower together. That's, it's a perfect one, you know. So taking a shower together is just a very simple way of again introducing more romance into your relationship and i'm not just i'm not just talking about you know it turning into a sexual affair or anything but just that you know playfulness and being together and just spending some intimate time you know completely vulnerable and open without any clothes on i know it sounds very silly but that is very very powerful when you start making that a habit it's like going to be together over time you know it will actually feed into the the feelings you have about each other you know just being together in that complete open and vulnerable state is a, is a very, very powerful sort of habit to get into. Again, a lot of couples who are unhappy don't do this. They just live separate lives. So again, something that is, so to speak, free, it's something you can do even when you have kids, take a shower together. When's the last time you've actually showered with your partner? If you have a spa pool, if you're if you're privileged enough to have one of those, well, you know, maybe just after the kids have gone to bed, you know, just get undressed and, you know, go skinny dipping in your spa pool. Just make sure the neighbors don't see you. Uh, but again, something that you can do, you know, that again is free, but it goes a long way in terms of reintroducing romance into your relationship. Number five is give your partner a surprise. Again, this doesn't need to be a car. It doesn't need to be a house. The simpler, the better. A simple, simple note a flower, a small gesture, you know, any of those small things can really brighten up someone's day. But again, when you give your partner a surprise, especially if their love language is gifts, uh, what it actually does is it makes your partner feel special. It creates a different sort of, you know, emotional state with them. It makes them feel loved. It makes them feel appreciated. All those things are important for introducing or increasing a sense of romance within our relationships. Number six, which is kind of very similar to the compliment one is make